to the Red Light Report. Your number one source for all things red light therapy. Where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the last episode of the Red Light Report in August. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's already the end of August. I feel like it was just the other day we were having, I guess, 4th of July or, or Memorial Day, and here we are knocking on the door of Labor Day. It's crazy how fast time has flown by. But regardless, here we are in the solo sode of the Red Light Report, and as you can imagine, we're going to carry on moving through the fourth edition of the Red Light Therapy Treatments Protocol ebook. Of course, it was updated recently, and on the previous solo sode, we covered the following topics. Brain and cognitive health, Parkinson's, of course, and gut health as those two relate, and cancer. So really, it was just covering those two topics, brain and cognitive health and cancer. And that was back on August 4th when that was released. And of course, we've had a couple of amazing interviews in between. Like I mentioned, we'll keep moving on with the updated information in the subsequent sections of the ebook. Before we get rolling on that stuff, some fun updates for everybody listening. The first one is, and I mentioned this quite a while ago at this point, but I was interviewed several months ago for this biohacking conference of sorts. It's called Biohacker Live World Summit. And this is the one that is headlining Tony Robbins. Other guests besides myself include Dave Asprey, J.P. Sears, Dr. Stephen Gundry, I'm sure some of those names ring a bell, and over 120 other world-class experts. Apparently, they're calling me world-class these days. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. We'll see what you guys think of the interview. But regardless, that's taking place August 26th through the 28th. So really, right after the release of this recording, which is the 25th. But regardless, some more information on that event. You can go to biohackerlive.com and we'll have a link in the show notes here, a link where you can go to sign up for free. And I believe the way it was put to me is there's going to be, again, a laundry list of health experts. You know, Tony Robbins probably talking about motivation and just the mental aspects of life, really. Dave Asprey, biohacker. Dr. Stephen Gundry, of course, he has several books on different health topics about food, with the one talking about lectins and how they're um, anti-nutrition and all that stuff. And I don't remember what his most recent one is called, but I've read them all. Dr. Stephen Gundry, he's popular. But each expert's going to speak on their own topic. And of course, I spoke on red light therapy. So you'll have amazing people talking about dozens of different health and wellness topics. And I believe you'll be able to choose a certain topic, see what the interviews were, and just select that interview and watch it. So again, we'll have that link in the show notes here, biohackerlive.com. Check it out, August 26th through the 28th. Other pieces of information or noteworthy tidbits here. I mentioned this a while ago too, that I'll be speaking at a symposium in November in Rome, Italy. I don't have the exact dates and times of that. I don't know if it's going to be streamed, and I don't even know if it's going to be a photobiomodulation-specific symposium. At one point it was, or if it's going to be more health and wellness-related. But regardless, 
I'll be speaking there on red light therapy in mid-November. And also, potentially in the works here, I'll also be speaking at another health and wellness conference called Eternity Life Forum. And you can check that out at eliteforum.com. That'll actually be a week before my engagement in Rome, Italy in Latvia. So potentially I could have back-to-back weekends speaking on red light therapy in Europe. Once those become official, I'll let you all know. I'll let you all know how you can partake or watch through streaming, all that good stuff. And of course, on my personal page on Instagram and LinkedIn, and then also on our BioLite social media, we'll be taking video and photos and content like that and, and potentially be doing Instagram lives while I'm speaking and other people are speaking. So so there'll be a lot of fun stuff going on potentially in early to mid-November. And then lastly, potentially the most spiciest information, my company BioLite, we're about to release a slew of new, innovative, groundbreaking red light therapy products. It's not going to happen all at once. I would say between now and October, November, we have three to four products that we're going to be releasing. Again, things that haven't really been seen in the red light therapy space. One of them tentatively hoping to release by the end of August. So when this is released, there's there's barely a week left in August. Of course, you'll be updated through social media, through email, if you're on the contact list for BioLite. So you'll be updated when products do officially launch. But I do hope to release one, potentially my favorite one, by the end of August. And then secondly, we'll be launching a Kickstarter campaign for another line of products we're going to release. And again, I'm hoping that campaign begins by the end of August, and that'll run for 30 days. So that'll be a a different line of products, and you'll see what I mean when it's released. I guess as a hint, it may or may not be pet-related, wink, wink. And again, that's the Kickstarter campaign. Of course, again, you'll be updated. And then there's about two or three other products that I'm super excited to release to the masses. We'll be releasing sometime in September, October, or November, all three of those. So between now and the end of the year, BioLite is going to be releasing a handful of new products. I'm excited to get it to you guys, get your feedback, see the results, kind of just continue to expand upon all the different use cases and utility that red light therapy has to offer. Of course, you know, everyone and their dog is selling panels right now, which is great. There's a time and place for that, but that's where uh, BioLite is stepping in. We're being innovative, creating patent pending innovations and technology and, and bringing that to the masses in different forms, just like we did with the Guardian, specific to the oral cavity, specific to the oral microbiome, improving oral health. And then we added teeth whitening. So these products are going to be along the same line as far as different technology that hasn't been seen, different specific use cases, potentially pet health, wink, wink, and stuff like that. So again, I'm super excited and I'll continue to keep you guys informed as those products are released or getting close. Of course, we'll have pre-sales for these products so you can purchase them at a discounted price for a limited time all that good stuff. But just wanted to keep you guys abreast that we have some fun, exciting products coming down the pipeline. But as promised, let's get to the fourth edition updated information of that ebook. Oh yeah, last piece of information I guess I'll want to add here. In the last week, almost a week to the day I'm recording this, I released the Kindle version of the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook. 
I need to come up with a different name or something. But anyway, so the Kindle version can be purchased on Amazon only. And we'll add a link to that Kindle version in this episode as well. So super excited about that because I know people love their Kindles, love reading on their Kindles. And especially with the Kindle version, whereas with the PDF version, you have to scroll through the entire PDF to get to a certain section. Whereas with the Kindle version, you can go to the table of contents and click the link of whatever section you want to go to. So let's say you want to go to skin health or sleep or thyroid health, which is kind of towards the bottom of the book, so to speak, with the PDF version. You can click that link in the content section and it'll take you there spontaneously. It's a little more user friendly in that sense. You can kind of click different links to get where you want to in the book quicker. So again, that's available on Amazon. And if you all love that edition, please leave a review. It has been live for about a week at this point, and I have been getting a lot of good feedback from people who have purchased that Kindle version. But if you could leave a five-star review, that would also help get that Kindle version a little more exposure. So people who are just looking for red light therapy devices or are just curious about red light therapy, hopefully that'll pop up and they'll have a great source of red light therapy information at their fingertips. But I digress. Let's begin diving into some more sections here in the ebook itself. And we'll move along with eye health, which is, of course, a very popular topic when it comes to red light therapy, because it's kind of this double-edged sword where people are afraid to ruin or cause damage to their eye with red light therapy, whereas the research actually shows it's extremely beneficial. And I think I've brought this up multiple times in prior episodes or solo-sodes that both are true, meaning Those who are afraid of damaging their eye, it's like, yes, the panels that people are purchasing, the light irradiance is quite powerful. It's quite high. And while there's many applications for that higher light irradiance, it's not the one for eye health. If you look at the research for photobiomodulation and eye health, you'll see that the light irradiance is significantly lower than the majority treatment protocols, if you will. And that's why the panels have a higher light irradiance because most people are trying to treat things deeper than the skin, maybe the joints, muscles, organs. And so there's a benefit, there's a therapeutic benefit to that higher dosage. But when it comes to the skin, when it comes to the eye, those two tissues specifically or organs specifically, the treatment dosages are significantly lower, meaning it takes less joules of light to get the beneficial effect you're looking for. Again, thinking of that biphasic dose response where you want that dose underneath the curve for whatever you're treating. And in this case with eye health, since it's such a superficial tissue, just like the skin, the light doesn't have to penetrate different tissues to get to its target point. Compare that to the bone or the joint or the brain where where the light has to travel through a lot of tissue before it gets to its target tissue, meaning you lose a lot of light along the way. So that's where that light irradiance of 100 to 150 comes in handy is so you can get more joules of energy to those deep tissues. But again, when you're treating the skin, when you're treating the eye, it takes a significantly less dosage to get the benefit you're looking for. And so that's why you'll see the protocols in the ebook. The distances, instead of being 6 to 12 inches, they might be 15 to 24 inches. And the time is also decreased. So you're decreasing the time, you're increasing the distance from the device. So you're significantly decreasing the dosage compared to most treatments. That's where I'm saying for those that want to protect their eyes, yes, when you're using a panel, 
But that's why you would step away. You wouldn't look directly into the LED. Maybe you'd look directly above it or off to the side while being several feet away, and thus you'd get the dosage you need. Or you would utilize a device that just strictly has a lower light irradiance that may be specifically for eye health. So it's tailored to that lower dosage treatment. So for those that are afraid to damage their eyes, yes, that's why, but you can still utilize red light therapy for your benefit. And that's where those that are proponents of it or that are interested in it or that understand and believe that this red and near infrared light can help their eyes, the research backs it thoroughly. And as a matter of fact, the eye health section is one of the most robust research sections, both on the website and in the ebook itself. And that's because the benefits are there and there's plenty, there's an abundance of research to define and prove that you can use red and near infrared light to prevent, mitigate, and even reverse these different eye health pathologies. But I'll get off my soapbox now and I'll get to the actual content in the ebook, but I just want people to know that yes, there is a reason to be cautious when treating your eyes with, with these panels of sorts, but B, just know that there are many, many health benefits to be had with red light therapy. So the first subsection in eye health is mitochondrial dysfunction. And mitochondrial density is greatest in photoreceptors, particularly cones that have high energy demands and mediate color vision. Hence, the retina ages faster than other organs with a 70% ATP reduction over life and a significant decline in photoreceptor function. The pace of aging is partly controlled by the cells, a metabolism regulated by its mitochondria and its ATP production to fuel cells with energy. When mitochondria decline and become dysfunctional, they have a reduced ability to efficiently produce ATP. When this occurs, mitochondria can increase production of reactive oxygen species that increases systemic inflammation and can signal cell death. Photons from near-infrared light can penetrate diseased retina, be absorbed by mitochondrial photoceptors such as cytochrome C oxidase to promote mitochondrial energy beneficial metabolism, elevate production of cytoprotective factors, and prevent apoptosis. Remarkably, near-infrared light may reduce death of photoreceptors by 70%. Near-infrared light, again, that invisible light, uh, treatment can also prevent drusen, yellow deposits from macular degenerative due to aging. It can also lower intraocular pressure as long as several months, indicating that near-infrared light can have beneficiaries in retinal and optic nerves. Most importantly, near-infrared light is safe, yet effective. And when we move on to the next subsection, this one is retinal pigment epithelium. So another variable of eye health is related to the retinal pigmentum epithelium. We'll call it RPE. The RPE is the main unit of the outer blood retina barrier, and it interacts with the choroid and retina to maintain the homeostasis of the ocular system. The primary function of RPE is the formation of an outer blood retina barrier to control the molecular transportation from choroid to retina. Breakdown of the outer blood retina barrier, which is commonly presented in RPE degeneration, is seen in ocular pathologies such as age-related macular degeneration. 
The pathogenesis of diseases related to RPE degeneration has been known to be associated with dysfunction of the RPE due to an increase in oxidative stress, mitochondrial dysfunction, and complement dysfunction. A 2022 study on red light therapy and RPE degeneration concluded that they expect RLT could improve several dysfunctions of the RPE and have potential as a new therapy for RPE degeneration. So some brand new research from this year, 2022, showing how red light therapy can benefit the RPE, which has downstream effects for retinal health, choroid health, and its impact on age-related macular degenerations. So pretty big stuff there. Then the next subsection, speaking of the devil, is age-related macular degeneration. So proposed mechanisms of action for red light therapy include enhanced photoreceptor mitochondrial function, counteracting inflammation, and enhanced supporting cell function. Also, the increased nitric oxide production via red light therapy also triggers downstream cascades to increase antioxidant production, anti-apoptotic pathways, and cellular metabolism. Within photoreceptors, these changes amount to globally improved photoreceptor performance as measured by enhanced ATP production secondary to optimized mitochondrial function. The next and new section here is dry eye disease. And this is something that's near and dear to my heart, as you guys have heard on previous episodes. While evidence is emerging regarding the mechanisms of photobiomodulation therapy at a cellular level, this has not yet included the meibomian glands, which are the oil glands along the edge of the eyelids, or other features of the ocular surface. The tissue response of these structures to photobiomodulation currently remains unclear. Overall, the current literature contains no well-designed studies looking at the efficacy of red light therapy in the treatment of ocular surface disease. There is, therefore, no clear evidence for the efficacy of red light therapy in the treatment of meibomian gland dysfunction or dry eye disease. While beneficial effects have been alluded to, the possibility cannot be excluded that these were not due to red light therapy, but to heat generated by the LED array in the treatment device. Not good news, not bad news, but yeah, I'd be really excited if they were able to really elicit specifically if red light therapy was beneficial for dry eye disease. That would be amazing because as a kid and teenager, that's something I struggled with profusely and there were no solutions. There truly weren't. So if something like light can help dry eye disease, that would be truly amazing. But moving on to the research, the new research for eye health, this one is from 2021. It goes on to say that single exposures to 670 nanometers, which is red light, delivered in the morning at only 8 milliwatts per centimeter squared. And again, remember, most panels are 100 to 150. In this piece of research, they used 8 milliwatts per centimeter squared. So again, single exposures of red light in the morning at only 8 milliwatts per centimeter squared have the ability to improve cone photoreceptor function in aged subjects to levels commonly found in much younger individuals and can be sustained for up to a week. And remember, another part of this piece of research was that they did that exact same treatment in the afternoon and they got zero benefit. So this research showed that there is a timing mechanism or the mitochondria work in shifts, at least in the eye. And I'm sure as research comes out amongst other 
tissues and organs, we'll see different timing for different organs relative to the mitochondria and the shifts they work in. So very interesting. This next piece of research uh, from 2021 as well, they say that in this short-term study, the photobiomodulation technique in patients with dry age-related macular degeneration showed the potential to improve visual acuity and macular perimetry without causing significant adverse events. This one's from 2022 in June, so only a couple months old. They go on to say that in this study, we confirm the antioxidant effect of photobiomodulation in retinal pigment epithelium. The function of RPE is protected by photobiomodulation against damage from hypoxia. Furthermore, we observe the protective mechanism of photobiomodulation by its suppression effect on reactive oxygen species generation. These results indicate that photobiomodulation shows great potential to cure RPE degeneration to help patients with blindness. And I underline that on the website in the ebook to help patients with blindness. That's crazy. That's awesome. I'll remind you guys, but longtime listeners can remember this from January the benefits of your eyes perceiving light or lack thereof and the impact it has on your entire body. So to see this kind of research finally coming out with red and near infrared light and how it can potentially cure RPE degeneration to help patients with blindness, man, that's astounding. I can't wait to see further research kind of building upon this one. So it came out in June, so it might be a while till we see research that builds upon it, but man, that's a great start. It's been long overdue, but hopefully well worth the wait. That's right. The fourth edition of the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook has finally been released. It's up, it's live, it's on the BioLight website. And for those that aren't super familiar, the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook, it was designed by me specifically to help you enhance your experience and results with red light therapy by giving you specific treatment protocols that are based on the research so you can pick specific protocols based on your health and wellness goals. The previous edition, the third edition, was around 90-95 pages. This fourth edition is over 160 pages. There's been a ton of information, research, and protocols added. For example, I've added entire sections on cancer, gut health, stem cells. A vast majority of the sections were updated with research. For example, there's several in anxiety, depression, bone and joint, brain health, eye health, gut health, nerve injury, and there's a couple in sleep. And I've added an entire woman's health cycle optimization protocol that Kayla Osterhoff recommended I put together. So I did. So the PDF ebook is available on the BioLite website right now, and there will be a Kindle version very soon. And if you're listening to this sometime in early August, it's probably already released by now. But for you guys, for my loyal Red Light Report listeners, I'm giving you guys a 15% discount on the ebook or the lifetime subscription if you don't have that already. Coupon code ebook4, the number four, at checkout to get your 15% off. Again, that's ebook four at checkout, the number four. 15% off the ebook, 15% off the lifetime subscription. I hope you guys find this new version even more informational, educational, applicable, and leads to more effective results for your red light therapy treatments. So I genuinely hope you enjoy this fourth edition of the ebook. This one's from 2021. This piece of research says that as a non-invasive therapy with no adverse effects reporting from human subjects as of this writing, Red light therapy may fill a role in treating niches of diabetic retinopathy and age-related macular degeneration patients. So a lot of good things there. No adverse effects, 
may fill a role treating niches of diabetic retinopathy and age-related macular degeneration. So that's huge. Again, the power of light, non-invasive, safe, and effective. This last piece here from 2021 as well, they say that near-infrared light therapy is an effective method for treatment of various tissues such as eyes and brains without side effects. This therapy has potential to be a quote-unquote miracle medicine to cure many diseases in the near future. Near-infrared light can penetrate these eye tissues and assist recoveries of neurons in methanol intoxication, optic nerve trauma and neuropathy, retinal injuries and pigmentosa, and macular degeneration. So pretty darn bold that they're calling near-infrared light therapy a miracle medicine. And as, as you'll notice throughout this research, different researchers used red, different researchers used near-infrared. So that's why when people ask me, it's like, you can use both, you can use one, you can use the other, but it seems like the eye is going to respond to either. I think if the pathology is more superficial, I would use red. If it's a deeper pathology, like the uh, tissues are deeper in the eyeball, I would use near-infrared just because we know that there's different penetration depth with red versus near-infrared. But overall, it seems like the eyes and the mitochondria in the eyes are responding very well to the correct dosages of red and near-infrared light. As far as protocols, there's one for age-related macular degeneration. There's one for visual acuity. So there's a couple in there for you guys in the ebook. Moving along to the next topic, we have fat loss. And guess what? There's no new information and there's no new research. So we have what we have, but the research that is there and the information that is there shows that red light therapy is certainly beneficial for augmenting fat loss, especially with a fasting protocol and or an exercise protocol. You can certainly accelerate that weight loss or that fat loss with near infrared light. And so there is a protocol in there for fat loss. The next section here, and this is the one we'll finish on today, and it's a monster and it's an important one. It's gut health. So this is one that probably should have been in the previous ebook, but I'm still collecting information and data and research. So I'm excited that it's finally in this fourth edition. So let's move along here. Gut health. So red light therapy has a bi-directional regulatory effect on bacteria. This therapy can promote bacterial proliferation or inhibit bacterial growth depending on the wavelength and the dose of red light therapy and the type of bacteria. This bidirectional regulation of red light therapy on bacteria makes it possible to improve the imbalance of the gut flora, which is commonly seen in people with metabolic disorders such as obesity and diabetes, and also neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And so that's going to take us to our first subsection here, which is Alzheimer's disease. Recent studies have shown that the intestinal flora is involved in the occurrence and development of Alzheimer's disease through a variety of pathways. Therefore, intestinal flora modulation is now being considered as a new target for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. The intestinal flora mainly affects the occurrence of Alzheimer's disease through the nervous system, the endocrine system, metabolism, and immunity. In some animal and human studies, researchers have attempted to regulate the intestinal flora to prevent and treat Alzheimer's disease. The intestinal flora of patients with Alzheimer's disease is in an unbalanced state, with a decrease in beneficial flora and an increase in harmful flora, which leads to the consequential imbalance of inflammation and immunity and eventually induces or aggravates Alzheimer's disease. 
This is known as a dysbiotic gut. Photobiomodulation may be useful for regulating the imbalance of intestinal flora in Alzheimer's disease. Amyloid plaques, tau phosphorylation, and neuroinflammation are the main pathological changes of Alzheimer's disease. In research conducted on Alzheimer's disease mice that utilized red light therapy to the gut, it was found that mice in the red light therapy groups showed amyloid plaque elimination, tau reduction, and microglia proliferation. In addition, the red light therapy intervention resulted in a large number of proteins up or down-regulated in the hippocampus of Alzheimer's disease mice. And the hippocampus is responsible for functions such as storage conversion and orientation in long-term memory. Moving on to the next subsection, Parkinson's disease. There has been an increasing understanding of the link between the gut microbiome, the enteric nervous system, and a number of diseases such as kidney disease, liver disease, and cardiovascular disease. Acknowledgement of the importance of the gut-brain axis has increased the recognition of the link between microbiome balance and brain function. It is appreciated that some bacteria that compose the gut microbiome are associated with a range of behavioral dysfunctions and neurodegenerative diseases. This is especially true in Parkinson's disease. For example, dysbiosis of the gut microbiome can reduce the number of short-chain fatty acid-producing bacteria, which in turn increases local inflammatory signaling. Reduction in short-chain fatty acid production, reduced gastrointestinal function, and anatomical integrity, and a consequent increase in the movement of bacterial metabolites across the gut wall are features of Parkinson's disease, resulting in increased inflammation. An example of a bacterial metabolite crossing the, the gut wall would be a lipopolysaccharide. So if you have lipopolysaccharides crossing the gut because you have a leaky gut, that results in inflammation, which is apparently becoming a hallmark feature of Parkinson's disease or can be preceding Parkinson's disease. So previous research has demonstrated that red light therapy treatment applied to the abdomen of mice can lead to a beneficial change in the microbiome. The changes realized in the gut are reflected as a change in the Firmicutes to Bacteroidetes ratio, or F to B ratio. It is frequently reported that a higher ratio is characteristic of poorer gut health. So you want a lower F to B ratio, or you want a higher B to F ratio, and is associated with obesity and an increased inflammatory start and aging. To date, Four non-pharmacotherapeutic interventions have been suggested to slow the progression of Parkinson's disease via manipulation of the microbiome, which includes diet, pro and prebiotics, antibiotics, and fecal microbiota transplant. Based on recent research, red light therapy is a potential novel fifth intervention and may complement new and existing treatment strategies. As a potential therapy, Red light therapy would ideally be commenced as early as possible in the disease trajectory, before severe reduction or complete elimination of beneficial bacteria from the microbiome, and may be best combined with diet, pre- and probiotics, or fecal microbiota transplant to restore microbiome genera. And that brings us to our last subsection here in gut health, and that is ulcerative colitis. 
Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are the main forms of inflammatory bowel disease, or IBD. IBD remains as a multifactorial disease explaining the current difficulty of treatment. Ulcerative colitis, UC, is a complex disease that possibly comes from an inadequate immune response in genetically susceptible individuals. This is a result of an intimate interaction between environmental factors and enteric immune system, which contribute to inflammatory acute crises, which become chronic when they are not controlled. UC is characterized by continuous inflammation in the large intestine wall, reaching the mucosa and submucosa. The current treatment for UC includes four drug classes, aminosalicylates, steroids, immunomodulators, and biological therapies that act on inflammatory mediators using antibodies. However, in addition to not being effective in all patients, these therapies present many side effects limiting their usefulness. Recent research on mice with UC utilizing near-infrared LED technology or therapy inhibited colitis-induced gross lesions in the colon, highlighting a drastic improvement of tissue damage. Therefore, suggesting the therapeutic, anti-inflammatory, and protective potential of red light therapy for ulcerative colitis. So some fantastic information and research on gut health, and it doesn't just limit itself there, because remember, with that gut-brain access, like we talked about on the prior solo episode, you can affect mood and behavioral disorders or neurodegenerative disorders in the brain by specifically targeting the gut and improving your gut health. So I think this is going to be a new booming area of photobiomodulation research. So I'm really excited to see what else comes out. But for the time being in the ebook here, there's four pieces of research I've cited. So the first one here is from 2022. They say that we confirmed that the gut flora targeted photobiomodulation treated Alzheimer's disease by eliminating plaques and inhibiting neuroinflammation and tau phosphorylation. The diversity and abundance of gut flora changed after long-term photobiomodulation or radiation. So think about that. The red light therapy, it improved over long-term use, improved the diversity and abundance of gut flora. That's massive. So not only did you improve the diversity, which is of course important if you look at any type of gut health information, diversity is key, but also you switched from a high F to B ratio from Mickey to bacteroidetes ratio, which is associated with obesity and metabolic disorders. You switched it from the high F to B and you flipped the script and made it a high B to F ratio, which is considered a healthy gut. So long-term use of red light therapy, and I don't know what, what they used in this research, I would assume near infrared, certainly augments the health of your gut. So again, I've said this on multiple episodes, this is a treatment I'll do about once a week on myself, near-infrared to the gut. I use my shine, and I do a 10-minute treatment with near-infrared light only, and I'll put that thing directly on my stomach because there's uh, no EMF since it's running on a battery. Every couple of minutes, I'll move it to a slightly different section of my gut and then move it a little bit again after a couple minutes. So I'll cover my entire gut over that course of 10 minutes while moving it around periodically. But again, it's because of this research that's coming out that there's so many benefits to your gut microbiome, but then the downstream effects to your gut brain access and the systemic benefits of just having a healthy gut. So that's something I would suggest people looking into or considering if they have a red light therapy device is implementing 
a gut health specific protocol about once a week or once every two weeks at the minimum. This next piece of research is also from 2022. It says that we have seen changes in the microbiome of Parkinson's patients after a 12-week treatment regimen with photobiomodulation, specifically the F to B ratio, which is often interpreted as a proxy for gut health, improved for the majority of participants with photobiomodulation treatment. So a different study saying kind of a different thing. They were looking at Parkinson's patients. The previous piece of research was looking at Alzheimer's, but in both of them, the gut health was improving and that ratio, that proxy for gut health was improved, that F to B ratio. The third piece of research here from 2021, which means this is an old piece of research. It's, a, it's at least a year old. <laughs> it says that in conclusion, gut flora targeted photobiomodulation provides a new possible non-invasive prevention and treatment method for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease and provides a new hope for Alzheimer's disease patients. And this is another amazing piece of research because it says that not only is it a treatment for those with Alzheimer's disease, it's a new possible non-invasive prevention, prevention and treatment method. So that's what I'm saying with treating my gut about once a week. Yeah, it's going to be great for my gut health, but what are the downstream effects of optimizing my gut health for my brain health, both in the near term, but especially in the long term? So I'm extremely excited and bullish on red light therapy for the gut. And that's why I'm suggesting, and this is not medical advice, of course, NMA, if you will, not medical advice, I would recommend to a friend or a family member that they do one treatment on their gut about once a week, again, once every other week at the least, because of this research. It's so robust and strong, and its effectiveness for the gut health and brain health is astounding. So this last piece of research, this one's really old. We're going to have to dig all the way back into 2016 for this one. It says that there was functional improvement as observed by inhibition of colitis-induced intestinal transit delay, as well as anatomical and inflammatory improvements, as observed by inhibition of colitis-induced colon edema, intestinal dimensions alterations, mild peroxidase activity, and cellular intestinal wall infiltration. Holy cow, that was a long sentence. At the molecular levels, we observed that near-infrared LED therapy inhibited colitis-induced pro-inflammatory cytokines production. So it was anti-inflammatory and it helped prevent and heal colitis-induced damage to the intestinal wall. While that's six years old, I mean, holy cow, that's great research showing the power of near-infrared light to not only heal the gut, but the colon, which may seem more difficult to target. But I do outline that here in the ebook. I do give a diagram of where you'd want to target to get that ascending, transverse, and descending colon so you know where on your body to target. It's not the back like you may think. It's actually near the side, right above where your pelvis ends. It's between your pelvis and your rib cage on the side of your body that you'd want to target. So for that descending colon. So in the ebook, I do have several protocols. I have one just for general gut health, which is kind of the one I use. I have one for Parkinson's disease via the gut and then ulcerative colitis. So I'm really excited to finally have those in the ebook because I know gut health has been highly requested and obviously it's a common area to treat for a multitude of reasons. So excited to have at least three gut health protocols in the ebook. But we're going to end it there, guys. I think 
Those are two huge sections. Again, we've had back-to-back weeks of just two huge sections. Last week was brain and cognitive health and cancer. This week, it's eye health and gut health. So I hope that was a lot of good information, hopefully eye-opening, pun intended, and wasn't too much of a gut punch, pun intended. Yeah, I'm not a stand-up comedian. Don't worry. But yeah, guys, I appreciate everyone that's been listening all the way here to the end. Appreciate your support. Hopefully you're enjoying the information. And as always, if you take a quick 30 seconds, let's just leave a quick five-star review on either Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. And on Spotify, it has to be on a mobile device, can't be a computer. If you guys would leave a quick five-star review, I would be eternally grateful for your support even further. But regardless, guys, again, we'll keep trudging along on the next episode. We'll continue on with hair health and continue moving forward in the fourth edition of that ebook. But for everyone, go ahead, soak up that summer sun because we're coming kind of near the end of summer here. Fall can be hit or miss up here in Montana. It can either be really nice or it can be really uh, overcast and, and kind of ugly. But regardless, get outside, get your sun, enjoy your summertime, and I'll see you on the next episode or solo episode. As always, light up your health and thank you all for listening in. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolight. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.